You're listening to RTNT, Radio Totally Normal Toronto. My mental illness allows me to be more compassionate. I don't let it stop me from what I have to do in life. My mental health helps me relate to other people. I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm at peace with my mental illness. Mental illness saved my life. It's given me a new outlook on life. Welcome to the April show of Radio Totally Normal Toronto on CJRU 1280 AM and CJRU.ca. I'm Susan and I will be your host today, April 8th, 2020. It's our 28th episode. Radio Totally Normal Toronto, or RTNP for short, provides a voice for community mental health produced by the members and staff of Progress Place, a psychosocial clubhouse approach to mental health recovery situated in downtown Toronto. In these uncertain times, we want to reach out to all those community members who might be experiencing mental health issues with this pandemic. We will tell you that you are not alone. Experiencing these situations that really are out of our control can be very overwhelming for all of us. That's why we need to think about new ways of protecting our mental health in times of pandemics, social distancing, and preventative self-isolation. Our show this month is meant to address how these difficult times are affecting our community. Elena sat down with a group of members to have this discussion. And to add to that, a disclaimer that this episode features a couple of Progress Place members and Progress Place staff sharing about their experience. They are not health professionals who specialize in COVID-19 or any other physical health matters. If you have any questions about COVID-19, please visit the website for either Toronto Public Health or Public Health Ontario, or contact your doctor directly for any health questions or concerns. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you guys for joining us today in this conversation. Talk about a topic that is affecting all of us. When I say all of us, I mean the whole world, which is something a bit strange to say. And, you know, we want to talk about this topic, especially as it relates to our mental health. Experiencing a pandemic outbreak and being in quarantine can be really overwhelming and anxiety inducing for many of us. That's why we, want, we need to think about new ways of protecting our mental health in times of pandemics and social distancing and inventive self-isolation. So I wanted to ask you guys, how do you feel these days staying inside? Today is the first day actually that I've stayed inside. Uh, up until now, I've been going out for nice long walks, one a day. And keeping social distancing as best I could, and also been going out for groceries as needed. Mm -hmm. But it seems like uh, week after week, I'm becoming more and more conscientious and conscious of those restrictions. In fact, today was the first day where I decided, well, maybe, maybe I shouldn't really go out. Mm. So that's a, a new kind of level that I've reached. In my case, 
self-isolation is my default behavior. Mm. But I usually feel, um, I feel separated from like society at large because I'm self-isolating as I'll feel safe. But now I feel like I'm not um, like on the fringes. I feel included. So I actually feel more comfortable when I'm at home because I'm doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Uh, so that I don't have that level of judgment that comes from comparing myself. I mean, as I work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like having company in self-isolation for me. Um, but I, my anxiety increases considerably when I go outside. Okay. Because of the people that are still not respecting the two meter, six feet distancing. And do you have any strategies or uh, what do you do when that anxiety arises? I try to be preventative. So I'm hypervigilant, which... Uh, and for a case of my mental health, so I'm, I'm being hyper aroused a lot more throughout the day, but I try, so I'm hyper vigilant when I go outside walking my dog, I am really aware I have my peripheral vision on mm-hmm. and, and also like my, my peripheral, my sensory, my visceral perception, but I'm just really 365 aware and I become so much more patient. You know, it's just patience. Like I will let three people go by um, if they're close together and it means I'm going to compromise my safe space distance. I have my own safe space distance and I'm taking responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. I, I also found myself quite nervous, particularly in, in the grocery store. Uh, there was one case where we were just waiting in line and the person behind us was not six feet. He may have been four and a half feet or something. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it just made me anxious. I probably should have said something to him, but I didn't quite have the language or the, the tone. I wasn't sure how to say, could you please step back a foot and a half or so? Because I don't think you're quite six feet. Mm-hmm. So there, there was a certain awkwardness. And then in the grocery store, it just seemed impossible to stay six feet away from people. The aisles were narrow, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and people would come and buzz around you. And so, you know, that, that's anxiety provoking. Mm-hmm. One thing we decided what we would do is, is buy two weeks worth of food, minimize our, our ship visits to the grocery store. Yeah, that's also something that I've been doing because uh, also now they're letting less people inside the grocery store. So yeah. uh, you actually have to line up outside of the grocery store and they let people in as soon as people come out. But yeah, you, you mentioned responsibility and I think that's something it's it's key right now that we all that we all like all of us take responsibility of what the things that we need to do and the rules that we need to follow. Yeah. And it's also, it's empowering because there's so many things right now. There's always things that we can't control, but now there's a threat, Mm -hmm. right? And it's an unknown threat, right? Because you can be fine for seven days or like, you know, you can't, it's continuously not knowing if you're infected, right? Mm -hmm. Because, um, because of the factor of not being, being asymptomatic. 
-hmm. but um, I need a sense of control, especially for people that have had trauma, you know, that idea that it's a loss of control. Um, uh, So I find finding those things. So, so rather even seeing it as a responsibility, I'm trying to see it as um, a privilege, like, um, because I wrote a poem about, um, Patience is very short. Patience amid patience, starving for air. Walker's gold is breath to pause. So this idea like right now, these, the reality is all the people that have been infected, if you've read any kind of story about how this continues and what people that are passing away from it, it's really horrible. Mm-hmm. And the main symptom is they lose their breath, their ability to breathe. So thinking of that, and then it comes back to this basic, you know, like we think of water, we've been aware of the fresh water, but air right now, that we can breathe, we have that lung capacity. So to be able to pause my breath is actually a gift that those people have no way, they're grasping for air. So that really shifted when I kind of realized that. And I read a, wrote that poem to kind of repeat to myself when I start, like when I'm outside to kind of, and then it's like a compassion comes in and it's like, okay, I'll just look at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love it. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's a great, um, I guess it's a, it's a great recommendation for all of us, right? Just to stop and take a deep breath and be grateful. Yeah, I agree. The World Health Organization, uh, they wrote some recommendations uh, for us to protect our mental health during these uncertain times. So, for example, they say that we should avoid watching or reading news that could cause us to feel stress or anxiety. What do you guys think about that? Well, it's a two-sided coin. I mean, it's through the news that we find out about social distancing, Mm -hmm. behaviors, but then at the same time, you get statistics. And and, um, depending on what station you're watching, it could be exaggerated. It could be, you know, emotional in the delivery and all, and it could get you all hyped up as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess, uh, you know, limit the amount mm-hmm. of news that you take in because things aren't happening that fast. Mm-hmm. Once a day or so yeah. could be adequate Yeah, and try and, you know, keep on the positive side. Yeah, I, I'm so grateful that this was included uh, because it reminded me from 9-11, um, the advice that had been given, this advice had been given to me. However, when, when COVID first broke out, even like a week ago, I completely got sucked into that vortex of, um, of news and all different channels. And I wasn't sleeping. It was terrible for my health. I was so anxious. And then I remembered, I don't, so now I've stopped watching it. I know where certain official websites are where I can update about what I should or shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. um, or where I can read updates. um, But I'm just, I'm um, limiting myself to reading it rather than having it um, delivered to me by the video medium. And that has made a huge difference. 
because in, in the same uh, recommendations, they include that we should seek information only to take practical steps and also to seek information updates at specific times of the day, like once or twice, instead of receiving the constant stream of information that can make us feel even more worried. Especially like if you, I had loaded YouTube on, app on my phone and there were certain channels and I, you know, I pressed the alerts and so I was getting alerts continuously and that was very, very triggering. That wasn't, mm -hmm. and then I'd read it and then my whole day was filled with watching the news. So I think that's an excellent idea and consider when would be the best time. Mm -hmm. you know? And they also recommend that we should stick to the trusted sources of information uh, like uh, the World Health Organization or the government websites. They also recommend that uh, if we find it useful, we, we can also take breaks from social media. Well, I don't really use social media a great deal. So um, for me, it's kind of a way of, of keeping up with my friends and stuff. But um, it's not something that I've developed a habit of using. So it's not a big deal that way for me. I've had to consciously decide to not be on social media. I've been on it on and off since 2007. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, at the mo I, actually, I made that decision before January 1st of 2020. For, because, you know, preparing for not only a new year, but a new decade. And I thought, well, I'm going to start this off social media um, for, you know, my mental health toward like the new, the new decade. And I've felt considerably better because of it. You are listening to Radio Totally Normal Toronto on CJRU 1280 AM and CJRU.ca in Toronto. Great discussion, everyone. That was the end of part one. Here are some recommendations from the World Health Organization to protect our mental health. Avoid watching or reading news that could cause you to feel stress or anxiety. Seek information only to take practical steps to help you prepare a plan for you and your loved ones. Seek information updates at specific times once or twice a day. The constant stream of information can make you feel even more worried. It's also very important to take care of our physical health, even if we don't show any symptoms, so we can boost our immune system and strengthen our mental health. You can do this by exercising regularly, access to nature and sunlight when possible, eat lots of vegetables and fruits, stay hydrated, and take supplements when needed. It's very well demonstrated how a good diet physical exercise and mindfulness meditation can help reduce anxiety and depression. And with that, let's listen to the rest of the discussion. Okay, and how do you keep yourself connected in these times of um, social distancing? Well, I use the phone to keep in touch with my friends. Uh, you know, we can have telephone conversations that can go on. When I'm walking, occasionally I've bumped into neighbors and keeping social distance we, uh, we have kind of over-the-fence conversations, and I live with my wife and my son, mm -hmm. so we're in touch okay. on a regular basis, and it feels nice and cozy and warm and supportive here. 
I've started doing video video conferencing more. I mean, for example, I've started using Zoom mm -hmm. on, and using Skype to talk with my friends more yeah. than calling. I mean, I'm a boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my boomer buddies and I have been using FaceTime and Skype. Yeah, Skype and FaceTiming, texting, emails, phone calls. Well, and we are, we are using Zoom to actually this record amazing. this conversation. So we can still continue to do our podcast uh, without having to be in the same room, which is amazing. Amazing. Um, I'm, very, I'm very grateful that we have these platforms so we can still see each other. And, you know, because it's, it's super nice to speak over the phone, but it's, uh, there's something different too when we can see each other too, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. It is for true. Sure. Also, at Progress Place, we, we started to do online meetings so we can still be connected with our members and do activities and, you know, keep the conversation going. So, because we don't want anyone to feel alone at this time because we are all in the same boat, right? Yeah, we are. That's for sure. We, yeah, the yes. big, big, the biggest we that we know, the yeah. global we. Yeah. yeah. Global we. Also, I was, I was thinking the other day that even if we don't show any symptoms, this is a very good time to take care of our physical health so we can boost our immune system and also strengthen our mental health. You know, like there's many ways to do that, you know, like having healthy foods and exercising. Do you have any recommendations or how do you, what do you do to boost your immune system these days? Well, I've started taking vitamins on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I do meditation every morning for about a half an hour. Mm -hmm. I find that really gives me a nice clear mind mm -hmm. and gives me some control over the thoughts that could creep into my mind at different points mm -hmm. during the day. Mm -hmm. I try and keep active. I've been doing some uh, yoga classes online. Please tell me, <laughs> sorry, I didn't interrupt, after, after. No, it's fine. Um, all you have to do is go to uh, YouTube and punch in beginner's yoga. There it is, right in your living room. Yeah, it's, it's really been nice to have that because mm -hmm. I have the time now to yeah. engage in it and I don't have to go to a certain place for a certain time for a class. It's just whenever I'm feeling that, that I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's been really good. Yeah. yeah. And also um, for cardio, what I've been doing is I live in a house that's uh, three stories. So I start off in the basement and I climb up and down the stairs for 20 minutes, half an hour, and get a really good workout. Yep. So again, don't have to go to the gym, just have to make sure not wearing sweaters and stuff because it gets real hot. You know, I find that kind of, a workout to be really very positive in my life yeah. to exercise my heart muscle and the more oxygen that you put into your blood you know the more that goes to your brain you know everything just starts to work better yeah. so keeping a commitment to physical health mm -hmm. i find to be a very positive thing having having lived with complex trauma that uh you know if i get really anxious and then usually i can i'm susceptible to getting colds right you know like if you're really stressed so i have to make sure that i first of all avoid for example like the news anything that is like i have to just keep my brain and my nervous system kind of calm and avoid like exposure to you know anything that i know like 
a lot really would just be video stuff that I would watch online. I, I encounter enough of that stress outside. So I try to even like walk early in the morning or late at night when there's less people around, but also to be aware of negative thinking, like my thoughts. And, you know, there's a, like, like you're saying, Lauren, I, there's like a seven minute activate my relaxation response. I'll do things to calm down my nervous system. And that has a direct effect on on my immune system so and then that helps my sleep because getting a proper sleep is critical to having a strong immune system yeah and avoiding processed sugar really helps like having a whole foods diet and having lots of fruits and vegetables and like if i want sweets then have a fruit you know yeah. fresh fruits exactly um, and also to be aware of the emotional climate of of like if I see something to just try to reduce the emo the intensity of an emotional climate rather than even you know, like just kind of keep it reduced rather than um, escalate it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. D yeah, deep breathing is a really good way to if if you can catch it, you know. Yeah. Just take a couple of really deep breaths and let mm -hmm. that anxiety out through your breath. Yes. That's great. Th those are really good recommendations. Personally, I've been trying to do a lot of uh, meditation as well to try to stay calm and, you know, the stress can increase the cortisol and, you know, that yes. shuts down the immune system. So many things yes. can happen in our body without us knowing it. Um, so, I mean, trying to be mindful also of my thoughts and exercising a lot of gratitude too. That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. To just very consciously bring gratitude into your life despite all the things that may be lacking mm -hmm. to appreciate the things that are there. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just puts you onto the sunny side of the street. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it's almost instant when I, when, well, for me, I always think about my cat because she always like gives me a smile. So when I think about her, I'm like, Oh, the world's a good place still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pets, pets are so great that way too. Yeah. You know, they yeah. just, they, they humble us and they, um, I don't know, they, they just keep us rounded out in some ways. Yeah. And for me, I, I feel that she always brings me back to the present moment because yeah. she's always in the present moment. She's not thinking about the future and, you know, if the stock market's down, like she's not thinking about all of that. And when I see her, just reminds me of that. You know, we are here now and this is what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Make and the we most can of breathe. it. <laughs> and we can breathe. Yeah. 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 And also, there's a lot of research uh, behind mindfulness meditation and how that can help our physical health and our immune system and how it can help to reduce anxiety uh, and depression as well. Also, I wanted to share because there's there are some extra resources right now uh, because of the um, uh, self isolation. Many people that might rely on certain services uh, that are not able to receive those services anymore. So, for example, at Progress Place, we have our warm line, which is uh, a peer support 
phone line that people can call any time of the year, 365 days a year. And right now they um, extended the hours uh, that they can receive phone calls. So this is for anyone that might need to have a friendly chat or they might feel sad or isolated. Um, so for the extended hours, if you're calling from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., you can call to 416-323-3721. And if you want to call from 8 p.m. to midnight, you can call to 416-960-9276. And you can also chat online through worldline.ca. You guys uh, mentioned that you use mindful meditation and that you find it helpful to stay calm during these times. What will be, would you have any advice for somebody out there that might be starting with the meditation? Any suggestions? Sure. Basically, the idea of keeping a straight back is important. So it's not that important whether you're sitting in full lotus, quarter lotus, or sitting on a chair. Mm -hmm. The main thing is, is to keep your back straight. Um, and in a relaxed posture, your, your, um, your shoulders down. And to just pay attention to your breathing. So you might want to count like on your out breaths, for example, one, two, up to five, mm -hmm. and then you can start again. Mm -hmm. And as your mind, as you notice your mind wandering from your breath, just very gently try and bring it back to your breath. And don't be judgmental of the fact that you've wandered because it's the nature of the mind to be busy. Mm -hmm. So really what we're trying to do is observe it and, and not try and still it, but to not get engaged in the directions it goes off on. Okay. And to just keep refocusing on the breath. Thank you, Lauren. I will add to that the the tone that with which we kind of interact with ourself, it's important that it's not an attempt to control our mind, mm -hmm. but rather think of it as kind of gently easing our mind, like to just to be gentle and observational, to be, be a witness more than like a Sergeant General to ourself, because that mm -hmm. really is counterproductive. Mm -hmm. um, we and to allow ourselves, you know, our, if you think parts of our brain are like a child, you know, that gets to go out in the garden, it's going to run around. But mm -hmm. we can just to just make be a witness to it, and yeah. um, is really good. And like Lauren said, to you know, have compassion for ourselves and just just observe, observe uh, at first, and then yeah. we can much like when you're going through your closet. You're cleaning out your closet and you, first you see what's there. It's kind of like keep, throw away. What's the other one? Give away or something. There's three, you know, so kind of, once we just start to take kind of inventory and be aware of what is there, there might be continuous repetitious thoughts that really serve us to um, do not like serve us in a negative way. 
-hmm. And and then the next step is to is to, to kind of take that thought and um, delete it, mm -hmm. and, and find another thought that uh, we could put in its place. You know, okay. so like there's a process, but it really starts with the breath and um, focusing on the breath. But but it's the important thing is to be gentle with ourselves. Mm -hmm. and and to have patience with ourselves and the time it might take for us to make certain changes yeah you know yeah uh, a friend of mine had a really nice expression to describe that uh that kind of attitude and that is give it space mm -hmm. don't crowd it That's just great. give it space and let things follow their own natural course and like yeah. you say it's not about being a disciplinarian at all. It's being gentle. It's yes. allowing things to unfold without getting caught up in them. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> I'm learning so much from you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So is there anything else that you want to share with our audience? Um, one is for anybody that's done the wellness recovery action plan. I mean, if not, don't worry about it. But Or even if not, this idea that you know, we spent time prior to COVID, um, you know, we may have spent time to gather resources that like a nice kit kind of thing, you know, or have this support system and, and parts of it suddenly, you know, just are no longer available, like just cut kind of immediately. And there is some destabilization, you know, often we use this language with mental health, like being, de like being dysregulated, which is kind of lesser, but destabilize when something foundational is sort of pulled out from under you suddenly um, and that it's completely natural for all of us you know if we do experience what we consider a worsening or an intensifying of our symptoms we're all in it together it's completely natural it's still we we need to believe in ourselves and the efforts we've made to progress in our mental recovery, we may feel dis disappointed, but to not really personalize that, mm -hmm. you know, together we've all experienced something that has shaken us and it's only natural mm -hmm. that our symptoms may have worsened. Well, thank you guys so much. I think this information will be so useful and resourceful for all the people out there. And yeah, that's it. Thank you. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. This is an unprecedented situation. We are all facing tough times. RTNT, Progress Place, and our community would like to highlight how courageous we must be over the coming days, weeks, and months to build resilience against these changes in our lives. Be patient to your neighbors, families, and friends. Practice patience. Please adhere to the recommendations set by your health community leaders. Everyone is in this together. Collectively, we can flatten the curve. To get medical advice, Telehealth Ontario. In a medical emergency, don't call Telehealth. Call 911 immediately. They are experiencing a high volume of calls and will get to you as quickly as they can. Connect with your respective healthcare practitioners to see how they are changing the way they provide health services. Thank you to our listeners, and please share this episode with your friends and family. 
Together we can transition from mental health stigmas to continued focus on mental health wellness. A huge thank you to all members and staff who were involved with episode 28 of RTNT. To learn more about RTNT or listen to previous episodes, please check out radiototallynormaltoronto.org. You can stream RTNT on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast if you search up Radio Totally Normal Toronto. Once again, thank you for joining us and see you next month. And to end the show, we have a song called Gone by Jen Schaefer and the Shiners. Please have a good afternoon and thank you so much for listening.